All right, welcome back. And uh, we have a question from uh, Tabang on uh, Twitter who says, so what's the program of action for the show, Sis Ayanda? Well, I can tell you that we're going to have a mix of new and your old favorite in terms of features. And one of the new ones is what we like to call lifeonomics. So it's economics, but how it affects and impacts on your life. So a lot of us who are listening are entrepreneurs or we have a side gig or we're in corporate, but we're looking at ways of generating income, how we can increase what we already have, you know, profitability, investments and the like. And, uh, you know, we do it all by looking for opportunities. I don't know about you, but I love traveling and driving around and looking at what I can do, what I can do differently, what I can maximize on. And when you think of places like Sun City, for example, golf, the man-made beach, the casinos, conferences, um, you know, the award ceremonies, a lot of people who are in the hospitality industry would think, you know, we need to create something like that maybe in the township or in the rural areas as a, um, a you know a revenue generating particular venture but uh, you know when you think of that company or you think of that particular establishment you don't hardly ever imagine that it's running at a loss and that all is not well there and I say this because I know that Sun International has cut um, the valuation of Sun City uh, by some 306 million give or take a few um, which then brings to mind the question of how do you sustain and scale such things you know they seem very seasonal they seem like they have a cycle where there's an uptake and then before you know it uh, we can name a number of hot spots the clubs I don't want to reveal my age but there was a a time when there was a popular place called Huzu you know (laughs) And and it was the thing at the time, and everybody was going there. Um, and then before you know it, you hear, "Oh no, this particular establishment is closing down." You know, and so it, it it just begs the question: What do you do to keep your brand relevant? What do you do to make sure that you stay on top of your game, and that whenever there's a new entrant, you up your game so that you can still capture as many people as possible in terms of patrons? To discuss this and other things with us, I suppose, uh, is. Uh, restaurant owner and editor of Black Magazine, Monwabisi Tete. Monwabisi, thank you so much for being my very, very first guest ever. Ever, ever, ever on the Yay. show. Yay! I'll work on that. Now I'll have a button that I push that gives people yeah, like a yeah. round I of applause. Yeah, I thought we'd see balloons hey. here. You ah, know, slowly baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> baby steps. But thank you so much for coming. I said to you, thanks for coming to my baptism of fire. Yeah. No. So, so we appreciate that. But maybe give us a, a little background. I mean, I didn't do justice to your bio and what you do and how you do it. Maybe give us my highlights of the work that you've done and what gives you this credibility that causes you to come and speak wisdom to us today. Wow. First of all, the baptism is is, is just but starting, I think. Hey? <laughs> um, but uh, effectively, um, you know, I've, I've dabbled in a lot of things. Um, you know, this country has, gives us the opportunity to dabble. Um, my formal education, I've got a BSc in computer science mm-hmm. and financial maths, which is effectively actuarial science. So um, master's, did uh, honors in, in Vega, do, at brand, uh, doing brand leadership and communications. So um, from an education perspective, I'd like to think I was very analytical. And then I 
took it through into call it the corporate world mm-hmm. you know type of thing so in terms of 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 being here you know obviously restaurants is 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 our main game as well but we also do publishing i'm actually the publisher not the editor of uh-huh. black magazine thank you yeah. for that yeah. but um in terms of that yeah we 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 publish lots and lots of titles uh, mm-hmm. across the continent and yeah now we've started a finance company from all that okay so credibility tick yes you definitely have that <laughs> now let's talk about experience you right. said you dabble in quite a lot of things yeah what have you learned along the way because you know i met someone this past weekend as well and i asked you know what do you do she says i'm an entrepreneur i say yeah, yeah that's very broad now. yeah very can we, very can, broad can we can we focus and she said yeah. well you know there, there, there are a number of things that i do that yeah. i dabble in and simile a one bobby yeah you yeah. know and yeah. my But maybe tell us a little bit more about experience. Look, for me, um, funny enough, I hate the word entrepreneur Mm -hmm. uh, because it singles out a lot of nothings. You know, it just gives you an excuse to call yourself something that, for example, a lot of people have had to literally either study or go to, to, to you know, to, or, or gain experience through. So it doesn't clarify exactly what you do because it's different to everyone. You know, that word could mean something else. Like you're saying, see a papa somewhere. And at the same time, like, we, we're not really getting anywhere until you're waiting. It's like almost hurry up and wait, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's see which one takes off. But um, in terms of that, you know, for me, I'd like to say there's a constant rule in business is that, you know, numbers don't lie, for example. So I prefer the sales type of environment. In fact, I'm more a sales guy type of guy. So for me, what I like is numbers are very constant. You either get a debit or a credit. You're either getting income or it's an expense. So for me, whichever business I'm in, those rules are still constant. Mm. They don't lie. They, 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 they don't change for anybody. You know, whether you're in a, a corner shop uh, where guys write, you know, this is the sale on a book uh, or they've got a proper accounting system that accounts for it. The principles are still the same. Mm-hmm. So, so that's effectively how I see business, from, for example. But like you're saying, that entrepreneurship type of environment, it lends itself to a lot of people who are trying and testing things. And you might have gone to school for what you're doing. Now. In fact, you've gone to school mm-hmm. for what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. But because now we, we've got, we, 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 we cushioned with so many things, we can call you an entrepreneur. Meanwhile, you actually studied what you're doing. And it's just an extension now because you've been in print media, you've mm-hmm. done broadcasting. And now this is a different kind of broadcasting. So, mm-hmm. welcome. Bajela, bajela. But I think, I mean, I don't want to get too sidetracked because yeah. I think this is a conversation for another day. You yeah. know, the difference between entrepreneur and when do you then graduate to become just a business person. Exactly. You know? um, but let's park it there because I really want to, to draw attention to, especially the hospitality industry. And yeah. this is something that can be shared across board, I right. think, you know, for, for anything, any industry. How do you make sure that what you start now with a great deal of fanfare and you know a a popular uh, position you know where people come through and maybe you push it on social media or advertising or whatever the case may be but it's it's lit as the 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 youngsters would say right now 10 20 30 months down the line 
maybe not so much, yeah. you know. How do you build an establishment that can stand the test of time? Because as I said in the intro, although it is a discussion that, you know, stemmed from the fact that uh, Sun City that we thought we was, was doing tremendously well yeah. may not have been doing so well. It then begs the question, which other organizations or establishments are struggling and, and only because, you know, are you still relevant? Yeah. You know, the first rule I learned um, when I got into hospitality or food and beverage, call it that, um, they used to say, you've not survived the industry until you've survived a thousand days, hmm. right? Or you don't own a restaurant or you don't own an establishment until you've survived the first thousand days. Now, that's effectively three years, right? So in three years, you tell me that I wouldn't have survived or the, the measure is survive those years and then you're only starting your business. Hmm. So there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a longevity that is given to this kind of industry in that people have to get known, people have to know your, your, your purpose, first of all, what you're promising in terms of, be it food, hospitality. And then, you know, the later restaurants or the later food and beverage guys kind of then introduced, you know, service. As, mm-hmm. as, as, you know, so waiters and waitresses or your, your front of house kind of guests have become critical to people actually believing your establishment and, and, and also, you know, providing a service where, you know, uh, we're also spoiled for choice. Mm. You know, Sun City is now competing with a lot more casinos, mm-hmm. for example. Let's go back to the Sun City thing, you know. We co- it's competing with a lot of casinos. Now there's the electronic side called, you know, they're now suffering from something called the e-bingo community, mm. which is effectively, you know, electronic bingo um, type of environment where now people who used to go to Sun City for that, can do it electronically. Right. So now it's, 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 you know, but Sun City has the history, right? You know what you're going to get, you know, you know what the promise is. Sun International says, this is our promise. This is our stamp of approval. This is what we promise you when you come to a, a Sun International resort. Um, and they've got that history. They've got 20, 30 years. You is know? it enough? Look, um, it might, you know, it, it, business is seasonal. You know, what, what we don't hear, and unfortunately, um, it's, 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 you know, part of the times is when they're doing well, they're not going to announce that they're doing well. True. You know, when they're doing badly, then they'll say, oh, guys, what's happening? Where are you guys? Mm. Like, where's the international trade? Where's the foreign traveler? You know, um, Africa's the place. You know, we're selling the big five right next door, you know. So all those kind of amenities we, we can kind of get now quite centrally. So we're spoiled for choice, mm. you mm. know. Uh, travelers are really now, you know, in Durban, there's a new big five kind of um you know, seen happening in that area. So a lot of people like trying new things, you know, and, and Sun City, like I said, you know, the brand promise. And they've also gone through their own personal, you know, where the the, the hail damage and, mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. it's probably done more damage than good in the long run. You know, mm-hmm. no insurance company can replace people and bums on beds type of thing. Right, right. So we, we faced with a lot of... Um, Call it new players as well, you know, mm. which which make which opens up the industry for for those kind of people, you know. Back in the day, you wouldn't call yourself a, a social entrepreneur or a, a social media mm. expert, you know. Where were those guys back in the day, for example, from a, 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 a um, kind of a professional perspective, yeah. you know? So we're going to take a break, but before we do, would we? When we talk about, you know, your core business and the promise that you make uh, for the particular customer or the client, 
how much can you play around with that? So basically what I want to know is when you have your value proposition and you're finding that people want something else, how can you tweak that a little bit so as to stay current and relevant but without losing the core of what you do. Like I said in the intro, so many of us are trying new things. We're going into the business world. We are, you know, trying to create, to innovate, etc. And you find that when you start to execute, it looks different to how you imagined it on, in black and white. Yeah. You may have to change some things. How much should you change without losing the core of what you were trying to do? Should you stick it out or should you just say, hey, look, if the market wants it red and not blue, change it and make it red. Or do you say you, by changing it, you're losing the very core of who you are. Yeah. Look, um, it, it varies from industry to industry. But I think those who generally do well are those who are quick to adapt. You know, how quickly can you adapt? If your clients are telling you that your bathrooms aren't clean, guess what? Your bar is going to slow down. Right. So when women don't drink or generally when people don't drink because they know, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, but the bathrooms are dirty. You know, how then do I expect people to be free Hmm. and drink and be merry and know Hmm. that they've got clean bathrooms when they can do it or there's a queue in the bathroom? So from a food and beverage perspective, it's critical to listen to your clients. And, and, you know, your clients are effectively the voice of reason. They then go tell others Mm -hmm. to say, oh, I had such a bad experience at place X, Y, Z, you know, and and that is far more powerful than a billboard that we could put up, for example, say, come to place X, we're wonderful and we promise Mm -hmm. this and this. Mm -hmm. So your brand promises have also got to, you know, live through that. And, And if you don't listen to your own staff who actually are on the ground, and actually face these the the music, call it that, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And and if they face the music on your behalf, if they're not motivated, they're not going to be able to sell your story or spin your story. You know, I I, I can handle, for example, let me, let me take myself from a consumer's perspective, right? I can handle bad food, but you can't handle having terrible service and bad food. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you can excuse terrible food in the name of saying that you've got such a good waiter or waitress or a good front of house person who can then listen to what you have to say. So those kinds of things are becoming more and more critical and people can now complain on social media to say, yeah, listen, Ayanda and no I went for lunch and that was horrible. I know. And we even complained there and the manager must uh, attend to us as a matter of urgency. All right. Talk about a matter of urgency. We urgently need to take a quick one. When we come back, uh, we'll continue this conversation. It's a quarter to two. Call Ayanda now. now. 0891-104-207. All right. An interesting question coming up on Twitter from Lysander. Lysander, I, I couldn't agree with you more here. I also would like to know because, you know, sometimes you try something and then you give up along the way and you don't know if you are 5 to the breakthrough. Yeah. That if you just off-ramp here, you're going to miss it. You must just stick it out. So, Lysander wants to know, if business is seasonal, how do you tell when it's time to pack up or stick it out? So, when there are so many changes on the ground that you barely can even recognize your idea anymore, yeah. or maybe the uptake is just not as, as good as you expected it to, do, uh, to be, do you pursue? Do you continue? Do you try and adapt and tweak here and there? Or do you just cut your losses, let bygones be bygones? <laughs> I get that question all the time. Mm. And and for me, like I said, if you haven't survived your first thousand days, don't do it. Don't quit. 
because there's a lot more at stake. Um, the, the challenge with what we face generally is every case is unique. Okay, so I, I don't think we can blanket approach it to say every case is like this. Um, but I think, if you, you know, when we get into business, we can't get in uh, hoping that I've got three months reserves. And if this thing doesn't pop up in three months, then, um, you know, it's it's a bad idea. You know, there's so many brands. I've seen so many uh, crap brands, right, do so well only because they stuck it out. Mm. And there's only there's so many good brands we've equally seen that really haven't stood the test of time and not because of anything else, but just purely timing. You know, you could be ahead of your season. For example, imagine if you were doing bookings electronically for, for people within a township setup and mm. you, you were doing guest guest houses within townships and you were trying the, you know, the Airbnb model within that kind of space. Mm. That would clearly take time because you're also changing an industry's thinking. You know, so 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 those kind of businesses, you need to allow them to grow and and you need to give them a chance, because if it hasn't been done before, then you know that you're probably the trailblazer and you're opening up, you know, uh, certain business aspects for certain people. You know, we, for example, the other day I posted something on Facebook and, and Instagram and I said, listen, are we kind of ready for a seafood restaurant in a township? Hmm. You know, um, as opposed to just a makota or a chisanyama type of thing. Are we open to having a sushi restaurant, for example, or, you know, a crab restaurant type of thing? You know, Mozambique does it. It's normal for them. And they're a couple of hundred kilometers away from mm -hmm. us, you know. Um, so so are we there yet, you know, as a community to kind of start doing that kind of, you know, taste kitchens, you know. Are we ready to, 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 to run tasting kitchens or to run full-blown hotels within a, 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 a township economy type of thing, you know. I think I, I love your answer there because it says, and, and Lysander, I don't know if you're picking up the same um, you know, answer that I am there, but what, what I think needs to happen first before you can even sell your product or, or service is to first inform and educate. So for the first year, two, maybe even three, what you're doing is educating. Right? So you can't give up because you created, um, and I know there was a gentleman who did this spinach bread. Yeah. You know, for example, there's a gentleman who created spinach bread. It's green bread. Yeah. It's green. Yeah. You know? And you first have to sensitize people to that. Right. You, the, you, must, you must let them know that they need it even before they know that they exactly. need it. Right? Yeah. And thereafter, then you've generated your own market yeah. and you can start to sell. Yeah. Right? And a lot of us don't do that. No. We come up with a new idea and we think this is great. Everybody must know it's great. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll run with it. Exactly. You know, as opposed to first saying it's great and you must first know that it's great. So you're an activist, in, you know, basically for the first two or three years. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, funny you say that because, you know, in, in Cape Town, for example, in, in, in Googs, um, they, there's, a, there's a guy who started a, 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 a coffee shop, right? And he was selling, first of all, firstly, only African origin coffees mm -hmm. right um, and then he would then start selling so spinach driven coffee or flavors of certain things now you wouldn't even associate that with Cape Town CBD never mind uh, something in Kukulet mm. you know so for me it's it's when you are going to try something 
you need to give that business a chance. You need to, you're not giving yourself a chance. You're giving your business a chance. And I think there's a, a key difference in that because when you give yourself a chance, so sometimes you might think, well, I'm not ready for it, but the business might be ready to take you and catapult you to a new level. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not only, it's not always about the owner. It's about the idea and can it be carried and taken through the various business disciplines, you know, start phase, you know, growth phase, all those kinds of phases are a reason. There's a reason why they say, you know, strategic thinking is three to five years, you yeah. know, um, inception is the first year, you know, is it a, a short term goal? What's your medium term goals? What's your long term goals? Mm -hmm. So we need to take people through that journey. Unfortunately, there's no shortcuts to even this thing we call entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really you've got to give it a chance to grow and be what it should be. You know, it's like a baby. A baby doesn't get out already running Na 100 meters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so you need to give your baby a chance to crawl yeah. and do its thing, you know, and enjoy that process as well because we always rush to want to get to, you know, the, the full potential phase. It's because we don't have a rich uncle. We don't have someone <laughs> who's going to, you know, pay for our two to three experiment. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, very quickly. I've been warned here. Sam from Bulugwana says to me, and I quote, Dear Ayanda, full stop. Don't ever forget us SMS users. Full stop. Don't be tempted <laughs> to read only Facebook and Twitter messages. Full stop. I consider myself warned. Sam, thank you very much. I'll read your SMS if you send another one after this. Join the party on top billing this Saturday evening at 6 as designer Tebe Maguku credits his dazzling London and Paris Fashion Week shows to the women in his life. We escape to the Namib coast to scale the tallest dunes on earth. And stylist Hannan Botma and marketing ace Julia Swart show us their beautiful home. That's top billing this Saturday at 6 on SABC3. Enjoy life as it happens. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Well, we're fast approaching news time, but we've got about another five minutes or so just to wrap up this conversation. Ooh, Twitter people, this is why Sam is warning me against you. They're sending us so much love and high fives <laughs> and flowers and saying, oh, this is great. Not just sending me love as much as it's appreciated. It's not subject related, but I'm just kidding about that. Thank you very much for the well wishes. Before we wrap up this conversation, we have been speaking fundamentally about hospitality industry using Isan City as a case study. We spoke a little bit about, you know, the startup phase of a business and how you can grow it, etc. Um, and how to sustain it and then scale, you know, when yeah. you now want to stay relevant and to compete with others. Now, I know that this uh, is a principle that's applicable over, you know, wide spectrum yeah. of, of businesses. Uh, but to the one who's listening at the moment, who says, I don't know, you know, I just feel like just as I enter a market, it just becomes saturated and I have to compete and I spend more time trying mm -hmm. to differentiate myself from my competitors than actually doing the work. Does it get better? Does it get easier? Or should you just say, you know what, I'm looking for blue ocean strategies. I just want blue skies. Can I just move from this and focus on something where I know that, you know, there's not going to be any jostling for position or arm wrestling, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, for a while until other people join you. Competition, it's something that's real. Should you fight? Of light? Look, uh, depends.
depends on industry, but in this in this type of industry, I think, you know, uh, my two cents about it is you've got to keep things so simple anybody else can do it. You know, because we're not doing the simple things in business. We're not doing the basic things, you know, uh, customer care, you know, making sure that people rate your service, you know, making sure that people know where to, to go. Um, simple industry rules, you know, like how do you, how do I, you know, um, you know, how do I make sure that I keep people coming back? Well, keep the ones that are there happy first, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So for me, there's, there's a lot of, of things that we could take to heart, you know. Um, like you're saying, I love the blue ocean strategy because then you're saying, I'm swimming with the dolphins, I'm swimming with the sharks, I'm swimming with the whales. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, everybody can swim. But keep it simple and you've got to be hungry, you know. We forget the level of aggression that is needed in business. In any type of business, you know, you've got to be aggressive. You've got to be hungry. You've got to treat that customer um, like it's the first or the last customer that you'll ever get, mm -hmm. you know, so that then those kinds of things will keep you grounded, keep you appreciating, you know, so that even if you do move industries, people will move with you mm -hmm. because they know the type of service that you're going to offer them. They know what you're about. They know how important they are to you. And, you you know, you can't be complaining to your seasoned guys who come to your to your restaurant and say, hey, and all these things, but you expect them to come back and, mm. and pay. You know, you, you can't do that. You can't be complaining to patrons that you, you know, Sun City can do that. They got 30 years on us, you know. We we don't have that head start, but they also can't afford to be complacent. They can't. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. You know, they, they, their marketing doesn't stop. In fact, they probably do more outbound marketing, knowing that the world is kind of going through a recession. So therefore, let's market internally so that we know that at least if the foreigners are not coming in the numbers they mm -hmm. used to, we've got the local community still keeping us afloat. You know, mm -hmm. so you've got to kind of stay relevant with that kind of marketing and making sure that the people who are supporting you locally are well looked after as well. Yeah. What about also trying to see if you can attract a new market yeah. of people who would also use your restaurant or your establishment, yeah. which Sun City does very well in terms of catering for, for children. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know they have Camp Guena, for example, which is a lifesaver <laughs> when you want to go on holiday with your kids, but you just want one hour, yeah. just one hour to recover, yeah. you yeah. know, from the road trip. <laughs> and they can go there and camp and then mom just has a cappuccino yeah. and then press play again. So, you know, other restaurants I'm seeing yeah. are doing more of that. They're they're having jungle gyms for yeah. kids. They're having, um, you know, finger painting and face painting and yeah. all of those for kids. So maybe just saying, okay, I'm keeping my existent uh, clientele, but I'm going to try and see if I can attract a new group, exactly. which is parents. Yeah. 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 Look, uh, anything with children is a grudge buy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, parents need peace of mind. And if you're, 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 your establishment can give parents that peace of mind. Um, you know, uh, there's a group that came through. I mean, uh, they're now called Ristretto, but uh, they, they're effectively Papachinos. Yes. Um, they came out and said kids are the, the, the most important people. But what parents don't realize is how much they pay, for example, for that service. Mm -hmm. Right. Because to have a professional nanny look after two or three kids in the playground, it, it's costly, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and, and as a parent, there's no price tag towards peace type of thing, you know. <laughs> So, what a beautiful place to leave it There's no price tag towards peace <laughs> And once everybody's taken care of and happy The one is swinging You're having your cappuccino yeah. You're overlooking wine, and hugging Or whatever wine, you know, or Drink whatever. of choice you know. 
<laughs> then everybody is happy and we are quite happy. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you. Easy. And all the best. All the best. We're rooting for you. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for coming through. <laughs> that button for hand claps. Ne? <laughs> button for hand clips. We're working on it. We're working on it. Right now, though, it is two o'clock time for the latest news.